the Holy Gospel for this day. Luke's Gospel, chapter 13. It serves as the basis for the sermon. Then Jesus went through the towns and villages, teaching as he made his way to Jerusalem. Someone asked him, Lord, are only a few people going to be saved? He said to them, Make every effort to enter through the narrow door, because many, I tell you, will try to enter and will not be able to. Once the owner of the house gets up and closes the door, you will stand outside knocking and pleading, Sir, open the door for us. But he will answer, I don't know you or where you come from. Then you will say, We ate and drank with you and you taught in our streets. But he will reply, I don't know you or where you come from. Away from me, all you evildoers. There will be weeping there and gnashing of teeth when you see Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and all the prophets in the kingdom, but you yourselves thrown out. People will come from east and west and north and south and will take their places at the feast in the kingdom of God. Indeed, there are those who are last, who will be first, and first who will be last. The Gospel of the Lord. know which door to go through. I'll admit that there have been times where I wasn't familiar with a place or, or new to it, and I just didn't know what door to use. For example, if you look at the very front of church here, it looks like there are doors on both sides here, right? Well, very early on in my ministry, I was exploring grace here, and I went up to this over here and started pushing on the, the door, um, looking for a handle to open it. It's a wall. That's an actual door that'll get you out to the back side of church and actually a great way for you to go out and into the Grace Center for Bible study on Sunday mornings uh, after our services here. Um, but you get this, right? You've done this before where you just didn't know what door to enter into. You've wondered which door, the front door or the side door when you go to your friend's house. Um, you have pulled on the door handle to find it locked and then see the sign that says use the other door. Um, you've wondered which gate to enter into when you go to the stadium. And we have to admit, because we've all done it, you have found yourself walking in through the wrong door and finding yourself in the wrong restroom. Whoops. Do you always know which door to enter through? It becomes especially challenging when we start thinking about trying to understand and figure out how to get into heaven. How to have eternal life with God. And the picture that Jesus uses today in the gospel from Luke chapter 13 is this picture of going through the correct door. And Jesus also says that if you go through the wrong door, it's more than just an embarrassing whoops. It's eternal destruction. 
And so we're faced with this very serious life or death dilemma as to which is the correct door for me to go into. And to make it even more challenging, we look around the world that we live in and there are seemingly uh, multiple different doors for us to, to try to enter into and to live in. So which is it? Well, today Jesus gives us some wonderful direction and encourages you to enter through the narrow door. Now, the whole account that we have before us this morning starts off with a seemingly simple yet important question that was asked of Jesus. Lord, are only a few people going to be saved? You know, I've wondered what prompted this question from, from the asker. Was he looking around and seeing the large crowds of people that would come and hear Jesus preach, but the relatively small group of dedicated followers? Was he maybe trying to reconcile this, this teaching, this idea in the, in the Jewish faith that they just had to follow all the rules and they'd be right with God and he's looking around thinking, well, there's a lot of wicked people here. Are only a few going to be saved? Maybe it's similar to the question the disciples asked when Jesus told them that, oh, that it was easier for a camel to get through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to get into heaven. And the disciples, absolutely perplexed, said, well, who then can be saved? Or maybe it's similar to questions you've wrestled with. How many people are going to be in heaven? Is so-and-so, my loved one, going to be in heaven? And these are hard questions, and they are questions that tug at our hearts and questions that we desperately want answers to. But they're not the right questions. Jesus answered this question, but he did it by turning the direction and the focus from how many to how. From who will be in heaven to will you be in heaven? Jesus said this, Make every effort to enter through the narrow door, because many, I tell you, will try to enter and will not be able to. Jesus looked at the entire crowd. He looks to you and to me today, and he makes it personal. Don't worry about how many are going to be in heaven Will you be in heaven? Will you be saved? The kingdom of heaven is pictured here as this big house, a mansion, for which there is only one door to enter. And that door is very narrow, and not everyone is going to get in. And so if we want to get into eternal life, if we want to be in heaven and have a relationship with God, it's probably important for us to know what this narrow door is, right? Well, the narrow door is Jesus. Jesus is the only way for us to get into heaven and have eternal life with God. And Jesus uses similar language in other places in the Bible, like in John chapter 10, when he says this, I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. Or later in John 14, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So in order to enter into eternal life, God makes it very clear that you must go through Jesus. Jesus is this narrow door. But we need to compare Jesus the narrow door to many of the wide doors that we are tempted to go through in this life. And Jesus said so much in Matthew chapter 7 when he said, Enter through the narrow gate. 
For wide is the gate, and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. But small is the gate, and narrow the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. There are a lot of doors that are around us in this life and in this world that will try to sell you on how to enjoy and live life. And these are doors that are big and beautiful and inviting and wide open. Doors like, like power, doors like success, doors like privilege, doors like, like pleasure, doors that have appealing philosophies and lifestyles. And sadly, we go rushing in through these doors and find ourselves in and lacking. Or as Jesus says here, on a path to destruction, being separated from God. Or maybe you come across the narrow door of Jesus, and yet so often what we try to do is try to squeeze through that narrow door all on our own. I mean, just picture this. Picture a narrow door like this. What is that, like 18, 24 inches? Imagine a door that wide. Is a big NFL offensive lineman, 6 foot 5, 315 pounds, going to squeeze through this narrow door? Not unless he loses a whole bunch of weight. Or picture trying to go through this narrow door, carrying all of your luggage and bags, maybe hands full of groceries after shopping, and you got to get through this narrow door. Is that going to happen? Not unless you leave the bags behind and walk through without them. And yet so often that is exactly how we try to walk through the narrow door of Jesus. We try to get through that narrow door absolutely bloated with sin and guilt desperately hanging on to all of these bags of good things that we have done for God that we think are going to get us into heaven. But you can't get through. Jesus said many will try to enter and will not be able to. You have to lose the weight of sin and guilt. You have to let go of all the godly efforts that you think are going to get you into heaven. You see, the door to heaven is narrow because the only way through it is through faith in Jesus that leads to us having repentant hearts that let go of sin and self-righteousness. You see, Jesus is all that we need. We can't bring anything with us and we don't need to bring anything with us because Jesus is everything we need. And through faith, we trust in a Savior who has done it all for us, who by his life and death on a cross has rescued us from our sins. And so Jesus takes away the weight of all of our sins with his death on a cross. And Jesus picks up all of our best efforts and says, you don't need them because I've done it all for you. And when we let go of these things and we find ourselves free from sin, fully forgiven, not needing to earn our salvation, we can go through this narrow door with Jesus and enter into a relationship with God for eternal life. And what a joy that is. In fact, let me describe for you how joyful this is. Um, When my children were much younger, we would sometimes travel to visit family and friends and we'd take an airplane and one of the most stressful 
and, and, and kind of one of these things that sticks in your head, um, one of the most stressful parts of the whole trip was having to go through security line at the airport. And let me tell you why. You've got the kids and their strollers and car seats and bags and backpacks and diaper bags and kids who are just screaming and getting upset and they're long lines and you have to take everything off and you go through the line and you go through the gate and it's beeping at you and they want to know what's in this bottle and everything else. It's just stressful, right? But I tell you what, my kids are older now. We check a couple bags, and you go through without carrying anything, and it is easy. And it is almost enjoyable. Well, not quite enjoyable, but it's easy. You know, when we try to go through the gate, the narrow door of Jesus, carrying all this stuff, this burden, this stress, these efforts, it's, we can't. But in Jesus, he takes away the burden of godly efforts. He takes away the weight of, of guilt. He removes all the ugliness of sin. And so we just go through with Jesus. And it's easy. And it's effortless. And it's truly joyful that we enter into a relationship with God through Jesus, our Savior, that narrow door. I want you to realize that that narrow door of of life with Jesus is open to you. And it is open now. It's open today. And maybe you notice how Jesus talks about this narrow door um, with a a sense of urgency because the reality is, is this door won't be open forever. He says, Once the owner of the house gets up and closes the door, you will stand outside knocking and pleading, Sir, Open the door for us. You see, God will one day close this door to heaven, whether it's on the day of your death or on the last day when Christ returns. That door will be closed. And we don't want to sit back thinking, well, I'll go through that door later on. No, now is that time to enter through and have a faith and relationship with God. Because when that day comes, the door is going to be closed and there are going to be people who are going to find themselves on the outside. And they're going to find themselves on the outside because they didn't enter through faith in Jesus, but instead rejected him, saying, I don't need you, Jesus, or I'll deal with you, Jesus, later on. And they're going to stand outside pleading with God to let them in. To which God will reply, I don't know you or where you come from. Those who don't know God in faith are not known to God. And people will cry out, but God, you should know me. I was baptized. I went to church. I was a member of a church. I did a whole bunch of really good godly things in my life. Of course. But when we do these things without a faith and trust in Jesus, they mean nothing. The people standing outside will wonder, and they may be, we're the best outward Christian ever, but without a reliance on Jesus, God does not know them. They will try to get in through that door, but it will already be closed. You need to know God. Tomorrow is the one-year anniversary of the opening of Fiserv Forum, our fun little arena just a few blocks down the street. Last year at this time, maybe some of you were there, they had a big grand opening celebration and opened up the arena with an open house. Uh, And there were a whole bunch of people just packing the plaza. I was there too in the streets and waiting to get in through one of the many doors through the main entrance to go and explore the new arena. And I remember standing out there, it was kind of a hot August day, and, and noticing that there was a little door off to the side that was guarded by security through which from on time and on occasion, 
a person or two would enter in ahead of us. And I, I remember wondering to myself, I wonder who you have to know to be able to get in through that door and get out of this seat and into the arena. Obviously, I did not know that person. Many people try to get into the kingdom of God without really knowing God and having faith in Jesus, the Lord and Savior. And they're going to be left standing outside in the heat of hell. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth when you see Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and all the prophets in the kingdom of God, but you yourselves thrown out. The door is open, but the warning is there. Go through the door. Trust in your Savior Jesus. Don't try to get through on your own. Don't ignore the open door in front of you. Otherwise, it might be too late. But that door is open to you today through your Savior Jesus Christ. And while there are those who are going to be left outside, there are also people from all over who are going to be welcomed in to this open door through faith in Jesus. Now the Jewish people thought that they were on the fast track to the kingdom of heaven based on their ancestry. But Jesus told them, you've rejected me and you're not going to be let in. But there are going to be people from many other nations, from every corner of the earth, who are going to come in and take your place instead, who will enter through that narrow door through a heart of faith. And so we take these words of Jesus to our own hearts today, that we don't put off our relationship with the Lord, but instead live in a faithful relationship, trusting in Him each and every day, and allowing that faith to shine in our hearts and lives, that many others from every corner of the earth, or just from the corners of our own lives, our family and friends and co-workers can see the glory of God and enter through that narrow gate of Jesus too. Jesus tells us that there are going to be people from the east and west and north and south who are going to enter in through that narrow door into God's God's kingdom, into God's house. That's his answer to the question of are only a few going to be saved? But the bigger question is this. Will you be one of them? You don't have the ability all on your own. You don't have the, the, the enough effort or strength or ability to get through that door by yourself. But there's one connection that you need to have. And that's a connection of faith in Jesus, your Lord and Savior. When you go into life with Jesus, you go through that narrow door into a relationship today and forever with your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So my friends, enter through that narrow door of our Lord and Savior, Jesus. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look on you with favor and give you peace.